Let's restart this episode okay. because that is... That's a little... That's a hot take? That's a little... Oh, we're talking about like Full House wasn't a good sitcom. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, shit. This is the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael are going to go head-to-head in this speed Rushmore round uh, because this is the Mount Rushmore of hot takes. And it's going to be kind of a fun free-for-all, and we're going to get started. Richard, hot take number one. My hot take number one is Green Day are a bunch of rip-off artists. I support that hot take. What about you, Miguel? They're not that bad. They're rip-off artists. They're, they're rip-off fucking, artists. They're fine. They're terrible. They this, giving this is like into, mall, it's hot topic punk. Is that what it is? It's, it's not like even that. It's that. They literally have a history of blatantly ripping off other people's songs. Isn't that punk rock? Uh-huh. Isn't it beyond, three chords and it like is, whatever? This is beyond okay, your example average. one. Uh, the, uh, the song Warning. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with that? Warning, live without warning. It is essentially the exact same chord progression and riff as Picture Book by the Kinks. Okay. Do you know what's great? I s- still don't quite know what a chord is. <laughs> we can go back a couple seasons. I'm like, it's I, one, I'm so, I'm so two or def- more strings. I'm, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm so defunct in like musical theory. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Okay. Sounds exceedingly similar to Wonderwall. Okay, I've I've even heard the mashup where they cut them together. Yeah, it's it, it's very easy yeah. to cut together. Uh, American Idiot uh, is incredibly similar to a Dillinger Four song called Double uh, Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. Okay, um, I could do Brain Stew, uh, very similar to Twenty Five or Six to Four by Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, do they do anything better than those other people did from like a political standpoint? Do they have a sharper political message? Or mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, and here's the thing. I, I, I remember making this point on Facebook mm. about three years ago. Mm. It was when Green Day was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or they were elected yeah. or whatever it was. And I kind of made this point. And I got pillared. Really? I got pole to pole. Wow. I got poleaxed on, online for this. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to dislike. I'm not one of those people who dislikes Green Day for no reason. I have a very specific reason for not dislike. Yeah. Kind you of could dislike them for like just naming their first album Dookie. That's like, a that's, very good yeah. reason. That's fine. I could also say they're not that punk because they come out of Berkeley, California. And, like, yeah, on, that's not that's not that's but, not punk. Well, you can't, you can't control where you're from. Yeah, but okay. And I, you know what, you know, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, he's. I'm wearing a replacements T-shirt right now. He's got a cover band that he plays in from time to time that is a replacements cover band. Mm-hmm. He has uh, played with the replacements as an extra guitar player mm-hmm. during their reunion tour at times, has been a major champion for them, has done an album of old uh, Everly Brothers songs. And I think it was with Nora Jones where they did all the duet, oh, wow. the, the duets and did like the harmonies mm-hmm. and everything. So, I don't want to dislike them, but I mean, I just literally scratched the surface. Um, uh, scattered sounds like Sister Golden Hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and on and on. Uh, Hitching a Ride sounds like Stray Cat Strut. Hmm. And a song I, about Heathcliff the Cat. It is. <laughs> a text message that I sent to Jeff, Jeff Hoffins yesterday. I was, so just, I was listening to Stray Cat Strut, and it's just orange and black stray yeah. cat sitting on. And I was like, this is literally a song That's about absolutely. Heathcliff. Yeah, the lyric where it starts going, 
is in a cartoon with top <laughs> cats. That was a weird. That, that was a little on the nose. I thought, but so I don't. It's it's not like I want to dislike Green Day, yeah. and it's not even that I dislike them. Well, I and did. I understand, and I understand that the history of rock and roll is stealing somebody else's yeah. riff. But at least attempt, make the attempt. I wanted to dislike the Strokes, and I accomplished that. Like, it's some Julian Casablanca's dad runs a modeling school where they discover young girls in shopping malls. Like, that's fucking bullshit. This right. This is all bullshit. That first album is great. But the first album is They're really fucking great. good. Right. Yeah. So, I, again, I, 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 under, I recognize that everyone has stolen either the Chuck Berry riff or the Bo Diddley riff. Yeah. And it kind of just goes from there. But at least make the effort to try to try to make it not sound so obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, hot take, I Winfield. Think, I think Billy Joe Armstrong also kind of just has like a punchable face. He does. Just He's got man liner, guy liner. Little, you just want to at yeah. least just like a little he, bop. He, he looks like whenever there is a sitcom and there is a punk rock star. Mm-hmm. Or yes, that's yes. that's what they that's what he looks like. They decided that he was the perfect person to be non-threatening punk rock kid face. Yeah. I would like to point out Jeff is doing this hot take quick, let's go quickly thing because it's like 7.30 right now and he really wants to get to no, bed no, by no. 8.30. That's would, why he's doing I this. I want to energize this. Oh, Winfield, what's your hot take? Okay. In the past, I have complained about the golden snitch in Harry Potter. How is this ridiculous <laughs> act of... uh agency for the character of Harry Potter. This is the person that as soon as he grabs this thing, the game ends and he's the winner and it's wonderful and 150 points and the game's just done. And of course the person that grabs the thing that gets the most points is going to win. And it makes Harry Potter, like it, it takes a person that doesn't care about sports to, uh, apply to this magical person. It's garbage. I would love to see, Sports, all sports enact a chaos rule oh, where these okay. things happen, like crazy things happen in a, in a sporting event that change the game irrevocably that just, it's just like you're watching it and you're like, here are these, the rules that you play under. You want more Calvin Ball. All of a sudden, yes, Calvin Ball happens in every sport. You know, you watch basketball. And there is a one-inch line that determines whether you're scoring two points or three points. Maybe there's a five-point line. Maybe there's a 25-point line. Maybe there's a 100-point line if you score it from all the way down at the edge of uh, uh, the basketball field. Court. Court. Thank you. Diagram. (laughs) Whatever it is. That should happen. There should be one. Maybe it changes. Maybe I, you maybe you don't know what happens. You know, I, you know what I'm picturing is like in the third quarter, they of a football game or a basketball game or yeah. whatever, they go to the big screen and there's somebody there with a giant wheel, and they spin the giant wheel and all the players are sitting there watching and there's like 50 different things that could possibly rule changes that could come up. Yeah, and it boop, 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 boop. oh, there's only three downs now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everyone has to adjust that there are only being three downs. Well, I like the idea that there is a gradient in sports, which seems, which seems more fair, honestly. Like, if you kick a field goal in football, if you kick it within 10 yards, one point, 20 yards, these things should, like, it should get harder 
and you should score more points for it, honestly. But also, maybe a sport like uh, NASCAR, where every time you make a spit uh, uh, pit, stop. A pit stop, you have to pick up a cup of water. And that water in the cup is full. It's hard to drive with a full cup of water mm-hmm. without a lid. Yeah. So whenever you come back in for a pit stop, you have to pour it. It turns into like double dare. Oh. So mm. you start like the less oh, water spill. that you spill. But you got to eat a burrito. Mario Kart territory is what These are what sports into. should be because sports are so mundane yeah. and everyone expects to play by the same rules. Here's my hot take. Sports are dumb. That's a great hot take, too. <laughs> I love that. Uh, bowling. bowling. At some point, a random frame, it's just disco bowling, like you have to deal with when it's 11.46 oh, yeah. at night. Oh, the cosmic bowling? Cosmic, cosmic bowling. bowling. You're like, you know, four or five beers in. All of a sudden, these professional bowlers should have to deal with cosmic bowling. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, uh, I don't know what's going on. And you, you got to bowl under Michael. the same condition that the... Pro, were, the proles need to. You were so close. You mm. mentioned the beer. Yeah. Every time there's a strike, got to drink a beer. No, I found one. Nah, I like cosmic bowling. Uh, so yeah. to get back to the the snitch thing, yes, we may have discussed this before. Yeah, but in the World Cup finals, okay, what is what is Victor Crumb doing? Catching the snitch with his team behind. They explain it. I, they sort of do, but it's a bad explanation. Personal, he wanted to end it personal, on his own terms. Personal glory. Which that happens a lot in sports. It was just like someone will, will attempt to try to hit a home run when they just need a base hit. But that's not, but it wasn't like, but no, but it wasn't that he was attempting to do something that would win the game. It's the opposite. He was attempting to do something that would explicitly cause his team to lose the game. What I'm saying is the fix was in. That's interesting. It, and it also happened to be against the Irish. Is he getting paid by the Irish? It also happens to be that, uh, Hmm. That the uh, Weasley boys have a large bet on this, and the bet is specifically We've that lost Jeff. Yeah, I let's know. move on. But the bet is specifically that uh, Bulgaria will lose, but Victor Crumb will catch the snitch. Hmm. It's odd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Jeff, switch Jeff's takes. Eyes. Switch takes. Uh, can you can you hand him your next take, and he could? Can I go with it? I'm ready. Oh, you ready? I'm ready. In my I, hot you take. don't want to switch takes? No, I. Okay, you're going to do your own takes. Is it too crazy? This is fun. Here, read. You can do mine. Okay. What? You're reading Michael's hot take. Your next one is that one. All right. Uh, My next one is that all Best Picture winners should be made into Muppet versions of the film that next year. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that's a great tip? That's I like it. Richard, explain it to me. (laughs) No, no, no. I just read it. Ding Dong's got to explain it. Now it wasn't necessarily hot take, or it was. What was the? That's a hot take. What was the theme? Unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. But I'll save that one, Richard. What's your next one? Uh, all right, my next one. I will. I will stick with good. Sp- good attempt, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, to mix it up. I will stick with sports. Okay. Um, and I will say that most sports referees and officials, they're really good at their job. What? Like we get mad because of the one blown call. People like my father-in-law. I can't watch sports with him. Yeah. Because. Anytime and I, I can hear him in his room watching a game, and all I hear is, "Oh God, damn refs! <laughs> Stupid!" He turns into Brandy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> My father-in-law is. Dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, stupid ref! They trying to screw them over. Yeah. And you know what? 
and maybe this is because Michael, you and I, and I, Jeff, you, oh, yeah, you yeah. umped some games yeah. the other day. Michael and I probably umped more, many more, more in terms of kickball. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Yeah, and it's really hard to do well. And I can't imagine trying to do a sport like football, like NFL football, where it's moving so fast, mm-hmm. and you've got these. There's a lot of running that these middle-aged men have yeah. to do. It's tough. And so, like, we focus on, we harp on the one blown call that mm-hmm. happens a game. Meanwhile, they're making 30 or 40 or 50 good calls that most of us would, like, never have a chance to, to make. Yeah. If you put any of us behind the plate of a baseball game at home plate, our strike zone would be a goddamn mess. You can't call it. It would be impossible. Yeah. So... Robots should do it. Oh, there's well, a yes. hot take. Whoa. I don't even know that's unpopular. No, that's the right take. It's the right take. Robots should be calling the strike zone. Well, well computers are calling them, right? Like yeah. the camera. Yeah. Yeah, they should have, like, if they can do it in tennis, they can do it in yes. baseball. Winfield, next unpopular. Well, I'll take? go back to my. I love Muppets. Jeff is moving this along. Uh, when the Academy Awards announces their winner for the best picture that year, the Muppets should put out a version. It has to. It has to happen. Like f- whatever studios, the full film. Yes, it has to be a Muppet version of. Oh, I don't know. Um, Muppet version of Crash. Wouldn't you like to see the Muppet Shape of Water? Oh yeah. I would. Oh yeah. No, with, with Sweetums as the uh, <laughs> as the monster. No country for old Muppets. Oh God. I need to see <laughs> for good or bad, and it should be fully funded, like co-funded by Disney, co-funded by whatever fi- Lionsgate. Whatever, what it has to be half and half. We need to see the Muppet version. What does of this, this ultra serious movie? To what end? Why? It's already been done. No Muppet Treasure Island. The Muppet versions of movies are delightful. Muppet They're Christmas wonderful. Carol. They're a different take on it. They does take it, something that could be potentially very serious and make it silly, or they could add a certain silliness to something that is already silly. Where's Which, the unpopular part of this? Hmm. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, uh, see, I was a, walking the dogs and I this, thought of it. This is not an unpopular. I, I don't think this would be an, an unpopular. Do opinion. you think that the film would prove its quality if it could be assayed by felt puppets? Like now, that's a good movie. If puppets can, if Muppets can do it, that must be a good movie. I don't know. I just want to take the shine, I, I, the seriousness off of movie oh, making. Okay. I think is too much and you know a lot of movies are listen all this a lot of this stuff is art not all of it is art but a lot of it is art a lot of it is very serious but like mm, throw a gonzo on there what is that <laughs> what's what's the gonzo version of like moonlight yeah like maybe moonlight was a very serious dealt with very serious topics but like i don't know i like camilla the chicken mm-hmm. What yeah. I would like to see, though, what would be interesting is what if Muppets No Country for Old Muppets uh-huh. wins the Academy Award for Best Picture? Oh, you God. just get into like this inception. Yeah, now that you're you just like a Muppet version of that. Like yeah. that would be in, like how deep can you go with the Muppets? I don't know, and maybe a lot of these, you know, artists. and directors. You know, there's been a lot of talk lately with like Martin Scorsese, like poo-pooing what the Marvel movies are. Like, we get it. You like to watch films in, on, in cinema, like in a cinema on film. But he's releasing that, the Irishman on Netflix premiering. I mean, this guy's got a lot of nerve. Mm -hmm. 
when he hasn't seen what Paul Rudd has done in yeah. a Marvel movie. <laughs> he played a baby. Come on, man. He played baby Ant-Man. Are you kidding me? He was incredible in Endgame. That. De Niro can't. De Niro get de-aged in The Irishman, but not all the way to baby. What would be the best De Niro Marvel character? Oh, wow. Could, he would be Could De Niro... Good. I mean, you know what's sad about that? De Niro's role is like your Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. And that's fucking it, De Niro. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a bad guy. You can't pull any of this off. Same with you, Joe Pesci. Do you think he'd be a good uh, Doctor Doom? Hmm. Okay. Uh, halftime. No. Halftime. Yeah. So here's our super fast halftime. Um, unpopular. No, here's, here's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> he does. Podcasts are dumb. Podcasts are dumb, and this is a gr- I support this. It's I a bunch of long-winded take, idiots, usually privileged people sitting in their uh, tufted uh, throw pillows, eating bonbons, talking into a microphone, sharing their opinions. But what about your opinion? Uh. You, the listener, that's the most important thing: is your opinion, not some long-winded idiot who's got something that they want to say about us, a, a unjustly uh, imprisoned person who's a criminal and it's like a serial or something like that uh we want to know what you think about our podcast so go back and download rate and review past episodes and share your opinion on facebook twitter and instagram back to unpopular takes scalding hot scalding hot you'll need gloves oh snap to pick to up get, this episode call the burn unit we're gonna get burned by his take in and out yeah whoa yeah. Animal style? Eh. Ah! I, I, I can take it or leave it. I go once a year. Fat burger better? Fat burger's better. Well, that is that is true. Five Guys is better. Um, you know snake, what my issue is? Shake. Fi- uh, steak Shack is better. Steak Shack? Maybe not Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. That one? No, I'm that's kind of dumb. But yeah, Steak Shack, definitely better. It's very interesting coming from an Angelino. The Five Guys things, I think, they just get knocked down for serving peanuts. Yeah. Get, a, get over yourself. Nobody wants a fucking I do. peanut. I'll eat peanuts. Kids love it. Get out of here. The kids love it. <laughs> Nobody wants peanuts. That's a hot take in a hot take. That You've is. been incepted. Uh, yeah, hot take inception <laughs> right here. Uh, in and out should get knocked down for their French fries, which are... Yeah, they're like the cafeteria four fries. Four and a half. And you know what? Not I, out of five, but out of ten. I mm. hear people saying, well, if you do this hack and you order it this way... That is true. You have to, if you have to hack the uh-huh. food... It's to get ad- it to be it's, edible, yeah. it's, it's bad food. It's the adding bacon to something. If they're like, yeah, but if you put bacon on it, then it's just, yeah, well, bacon tastes great, Mister Bacon Sandwich. Right. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't think. I don't think it's terrible. I'm not. I'm not saying I think In and Out sucks. Yeah. I'm just saying I know people who worship In and Out. We have people who we know people who probably go every week. The thing I think that really degrades In and Out is having to wait in line in your car. And it never feels like that business, whatever location they have set up, they have never adjusted to what the reality is. They live in a 1950s, 60s versions of what a Mm drive-through burger place could be, and it's idealized, and it's fun, in like embryo, like the right. thought of it is like, okay, it's great. And it's a, it's a sock hop type, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. just go to and, Bob's Big Boys and, and like... A better burger, by the way. Uh, and and for God's sakes, if you ever have to actually, if you ever want to actually go into 
the in and out first off, you're not finding parking. Secondly, you're not getting a place to sit. Mm-hmm. Make the damn places bigger. Yeah. You know how many people are coming. Yeah. Make it bigger. Ridiculous. Uh, Winfield, hot take after this one. Sees candies aren't that great. And go. Richard and I are going to shake hands right now. Yep. Cereal and milk is awful. And Thank if you, you like very it. Much. Oh, shut up, bad. you assholes. This is We're a call back, back to season one. <laughs> call back to season one. <laughs> Just like. Go back to this, the, the cereals episode. Why are you even, do you even eat cereal? Do you need milk? Just why do you need milk? Why do you eat cereal? Because it's, it's delicious. Good. It's good without it. You got that crunch. What kind of cereal? Are we talking about sugary cereals? Every all. cereal. Oh, okay, You're including all. What's ce- including <laughs> the cereal? All <laughs> life. Uh, the only cereal that is made better with milk is like a hot cereal, like a cream of wheat, a nice sure. cream of wheat on a cold morning with a spoonful of brown sugar and. So this is a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. Wow. But like, get it out of my fruit. Loops. Wow. I, I, I don't need stuff floating. I just want to taste the fruit loops. <laughs> yes. Fruit loops, the chemically plasticky taste. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what you want. And all you're doing is making it soggier. Okay, I don't do like you soggy. recall as I a... I can't believe Jeff has to rule on this. I mean, oh, I, right? well, that's not going to be, because that's just... Um, He's just gonna, he's gonna going. His, it's anti-societal. Darts at a dartboard. That's sociopathic. Okay, let's move on to the next well, romance ready but, but seriously, seriously though, I don't, I don't, I don't get good. it. It's not even cereal anymore. At this point, you're saying candy is good. That's what you're saying. I am candy saying is candy good. is good. Yeah, happy Halloween. A hot take. <laughs> hot take. Candy is bonus good. hot take. Candy is good. <laughs> what <laughs> other food do you need? Like, are there? Purported requirements that you pour it into milk, and you're just, it just sits there and gets awful. Okay, let me ask you this: uh, Was it in the moment as a young person where perhaps you were served by a parent cereal in milk, and then the like a Western saloon barkeep they leave the bottle on the on the <laughs> the the bar, and you get to administer more cereal after the most of the milk is gone. And at that point, you realize, oh, without all this milk soggy and everything up, I'm enjoying this experience much more. Is that how it happened? Is that the arcane circumstance? I don't remember a time when I ate cereal with milk. I'm sure sure I did at some point. And then, you know, maybe one morning I didn't feel like getting the milk and just grabbed the box and went, yeah, I could just do this. It must have been something like that because I cannot remember a time when I would regularly do milk and cereal. It just seems like you're not. It's like saying it I like seems... record albums, but I don't like to play them with a needle on a phonograph player. I just like to look at them. <laughs> that is such an incredible version. Um, <laughs> it's true. Like it just feels like at some point Kellogg was like, "I've got this incredible cereal." And I need to sell milk with it. Hmm. And he's like, I'm going to buy these milk farms. I've got to, I've got to figure this out. There's a scam here somewhere. This is, yeah. this, you know okay. what? Big dairy. This is okay. a conspiracy theory. It is. This, this goes back to another season of conspiracy theories. Big cereal was fine. And then they're like, big cereal got in bed with, bed with okay. big milk. What else we got? Okay, mm. my last one. Um, stand-up comedy shows? Excruciating. Oh, wow. Painful to be in. Okay. It's not going to win you any points. It's not. 
I don't care at this point. Not at the best. If you were at Richard Pryor at the comedy store, at the there is the career. exception that proves the. Rule. Oh, okay, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> Except when they're great, and then I, would I like have to them. argue against this. I have never been to a uh, stand-up comedy show that I didn't that I was just generally like not like laughing and like. See, I've had very much the opposite experience, okay. and maybe it's because. There was a time where I had a friend of mine who was oh, trying to be a stand-up comedian. So I this would, is a shot at you. And his, <laughs> name was, his name was <laughs> Bluff Blockins. Oh, no, that that's hack. not true. Everybody I never went like, to one of your shows. No, of course. Um, I had a friend of mine from college who was trying to be a stand-up comedian. So mm-hmm. I would go along with him when he would be at the 7.30 show at the comedy store, whatever the intro beginner mm-hmm. of the show was. Peak time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... It was just mediocre stand-up after mediocre stand-up. And it was just... I, Sarah, my wife Sarah, has a very much has a disdain for any comedy where people are being embarrassed. Hmm. Oh, okay. Like cringy-type comedy. I generally don't have a problem with that because it's not real life. But watching a comedian up there suffer? Oh, okay. There's nothing good about that. Okay. That's true. And... I don't know. I just partially stand up comedy just really doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah. It just, I, 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 I with a few exceptions, um, most stand up comedians are still just trafficking in the same crap. Do you, th- here's, here's a good question that I've decided is good. I've decided it is a good question. We'll, um, we'll just, we'll we live in Los Angeles. We record in Los Angeles. We are the mecca of entertainment. So we have a lot of people coming in thinking they are good and fun and whatever and interesting and they come in and they get filtered out and they become waiters. Um, if you were to live in X big town and stand-up comedians went to that big town because it was a big town, do you think the stand-up community would be better there because you see mostly quality acts? What I say, what I say is, is your image of stand-up comedians and going to stand-up comedy weird because you see all of it? You don't just see the big acts that are coming in that are honed, Possible. that are polished. You see the people that are like oh. the people that are coming in from Topeka, Kansas, and they're like, "Hey, I've got an idea," and they're at the seven thirty show, or your friend is coming at the seven thirty show, or whatever. You see, being here in L.A., everything. You see the bad. It's like. It's like a pizza club. You see this bell curve, and we've eaten a ton of mediocre pizza. We ate some really shitty pizza and a very little great pizza. Right. But you see just so much of it, you're just like, I yeah. got it. Well, you know, I got what, you pizza, I got what stand-up is. You notice we don't have pizza club anymore. There's a lot of reasons. Well, that. there are a lot of reasons. But partially, I think, is because we kind of hit the, we hit the wall in pizza. And I think I've just hit the wall on stand-up comedy. Okay. I'm kind of I I'm would over it. say, at first I would kind of revolt against that, and it sounded like you had put yourself in the place where you had major league expectations, but you're watching a little league, little league game. Right. It sounds like. That's interesting. But you also, you know, those those persons are still standing on the stage, and there's, there's still a viable product. There's a... The doors were open to this place, and it was still being passed as entertainment. Right. So you can judge it as us. I would say, as a guy who spent six years getting an undergraduate in theater and film, and have been an actor since my... An aspiring actor since nine years old, 
uh, and been in one million plays, I would say theater sucks, and I don't want to ever see it again. <laughs> so I feel you, brother. Okay. I do not want to be sitting in a seat and have a curtain go up and see anybody walking around on stage trying to pretend that they're Hamlet from the Dane of blah, 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 or like, I don't want to see a musical. I don't want to see anything. See, I Do you want to come to my dad's plates coming up? Oh yes, yes. Come on over. So yes. we're just the opposite here. I think it's just, I don't want to see, I, 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 I have very little to gain by going to a stand-up show anymore. Yeah. I would also say that the, like entertainment, specifically the music industry in the mid part of the last century, the, Product that that entertainers uh, normally sold changed in the singer songwriter movement. Now you had to be a person who goes on stage and tells has a unique voice and says something profound. After Dylan, everybody had to go on stage and be amazing. Right. Comedy did the same thing. Whereas until the mid until George Carlin, until Lenny Bruce, until these Richard Pryor, you didn't have to be. Authentic. You didn't have to be groundbreaking. You just had to make people laugh. You had to, right. you had get to the fucking get the fucking laugh. Yeah. yeah, you're in a bar. People are there to sell to drink, and you're just a diversion until the stripper comes on stage. Right. So the job was never about being an innovator, about being a a, a truth teller or anything like that. It was just to tell jokes, and it could have been the same jokes that some other comic told the night before, and nobody cared. Right. It's like a wedding singer, but. That changed, and now our expectations is that person goes on stage and blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even the stand-up comedians I, I do like, they don't often don't make me laugh. Like, yeah. like the type of laughter where it's like, I, I can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. It's very much of, oh, yeah, that's really funny. That's yeah. well done. Yeah. And maybe I've just watched too much stand-up comedy, and maybe to your point, I've kind of turned into a, con- at some point, you turn into a connoisseur of something instead yeah. of like a just someone who's just a fan of it. Yeah, and it's just hard to distinguish. So you're the the food critic for New York Times eating at uh, and I mean, how, many, <laughs> how many goddamn times do I have to eat at this five star restaurant? Yeah. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, Winfield, what else you got? I have two words written down, and this was the only thing. Like maybe I'm just a simpleton, and I just don't have hot takes, and I don't have like whatever. But Donnie Darko. <laughs> like, Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with you people that like this movie? It is not, it's not entertaining. It's not good. It's not interesting. Is that what the Joker is now? Like, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. What is this fucking thing? Like, people are just like, oh, it's a cult movie and it's cool. And like, uh, what the fuck? It fucking sucks. And if you like it, you suck. And like I get it, like it's a. See that makes me laugh. Like See, that's funny. I'm laughing. Like time laugh. travel and the plane crashing in and this bunny and this thing and like it fucking is just. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like it was a movie. Who gives a shit? And I felt the same way watching Donnie Darko as I felt with watching like. A version of Where the Wild Things Are, that like what's his name? The Spike Jones one. Spike Jones one was just like. I get it. You're like exercising your own shit into this thing or whatever. And like where the wild things are, it's just about like this kid that is like a little wild and he has this imagination. Just like Donnie Darko, 
Like, fuck. If you care about this movie, I don't know. I think you're an asshole and you're just, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? Is this controversial? <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Fuck this movie. It's dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's stupid. Explain this movie. Just, Michael. What is this movie? Michael. Yeah. Can, do you like David Lynch? I don't know. I'm not talking about David Lynch. Well, I know, I'm talking be- about. This stupid, dumbass movie with a bunny mask face guy, asshole. I don't know. I saw Donnie Darko once, and it was whatever. Um, uh, so I can't really uh, speak to it. This is the Donnie Darko asshole. Oh. I know. It was whatever. Have you, the, the question you asked me was, have you seen Dave, do no, you like do you David Lynch? No, do you like David Lynch? Because if you like David Lynch, I would... Jerk off motion right oh. here. Like, okay, that's care. fine. That's fine. If you don't like... That, you don't have to like David Lynch. That's, I, I think... What's this movie about? 94 minutes. It's about the extended version that fucking sucks even more. It's about death. Learning to cope with it. Learning to deal with it. This movie sucks. (laughs) All right. Okay, I'm now going to to rate. I'm now going to assign points. Yeah. And on behalf of cereal and milk, I subtract from you each two points. That's brutal. I accept it, though. Yeah. It's a price free off the page. Michael, to be true. Judging over. This has been the Mount Rushmore. You know what's great? That's the first subtraction we've ever had on the show. What what an episode to do it. you know what? He's the judge. I got that sweet Kellogg money coming in my pocket to sweet, sweet post. General Mills. General Mills, I salute you. This has been the Mount Rushmore of Screw You, Donnie Darko. Uh, Next week, our episode is um, Puppies, Stupid, Kittens, Hate Them. So we have uh, next week, the next, I'm going to say the next three weeks of episodes because uh, the next. So you can mark your calendars. Yes. Uh, Wake your neighbors. All your your holiday viewing, you're listening. Guest musicians improving a song. Oh, cool. That's a great. A great yeah, that's one. a Jeff Hopkins. That's a Jeff Hopkins. And yeah. then okay. we go into we're at the end of the year, and we go into our <sighs> Jeff has to contribute something. Oh shit! They where we have to guest host. Yeah, yeah. and um, it is Mount Rushmore of exploitation films. Nice. Oh, I can uh, do that. Where Jeff and I have to figure out what are the Mount Rushmore, and, J- oh and Richard God. is the judge. And then oh. after that is the Mount Rushmore of vanity projects. And if this fucking podcast does not appear on either of our lists. <laughs> I am so fucking mad. If you were vain, would you do this to make yourself <laughs> look better? <laughs> Share your dumb opinions in a... So, guest drawer. musicians improving a song. Okay. Exploitation films and vanity. I love projects. it. I love it. Uh, you have that to look forward to, uh, faithful listeners. Thank you. As always, I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 